0: It really is important to respect how much information our body is giving us all the time. And once we're in that place, we can start to decode it. We can start to decipher, what does this information mean for me? Welcome to Energetic Intelligence for Entrepreneurs, the podcast that guides spiritually curious professionals like you into soul-inspired success without sacrificing who you are to get there creative pursuits with impact, expansion through alignment, personal growth for professional gains. With your host, Beth Perry. Quick reminder for all of our listeners who are committed to living a life where your vision is bigger than your fear, that our next Operation Breakthrough Workshop is starting soon and we're currently taking new students into our year-long mentorship program. Reach out with any questions. I've always had a fascination with the human body for as long as I can remember. It might have something to do with the fact that I'm the oldest of six kids and my mom had all my brothers and sisters as home childbirths. So that's probably a big piece. Sports definitely played a part for me as well. I started playing basketball in fourth grade and really just loved exploring different sports, soccer, volleyball, and eventually I competed as an amateur boxer in the Golden Gloves Tournament in New England. And my experience with sports was a connection to power and the way things work together. There's real beauty in coordination, whether it was an individual sport or team sport. It connected into a lot of pieces of my life looking back. I remember a sense of pride I felt at practicing something over and over and over. And then that sensation when your body just knew how to do it almost on autopilot, especially considering that I was constantly looking for a way to fit in while also standing out. I love my brothers and sisters. I feel like I'm blessed with five best friends. And by the time I left home for college, I was really excited to go somewhere that nobody knew me because I wanted to see how the world would take Bethany just as an individual, not as the oldest Geary kid, not as the class president, not as so-and-so's niece or nephew. And throughout this journey, as much as I was fascinated by the human body, I didn't grow up having a good relationship with mine. I'm still not quite sure why, because I was loved, I was told I was beautiful, I was celebrated, but something inside of me always felt awkward and uncomfortable. I was fully grown by middle school, so I was way taller than all the boys, most of the girls as well. In fact, it wasn't until I was the traveling trainer with the girls basketball team in college that I realized I was actually just average height because my experience in my body, being fully grown before most of the kids my age at that time, it became I was the tall girl. And because I was athletic, I wasn't skinny like my best friend. I don't think I've ever had thigh gap in my whole life. And I kind of wanted it. I I didn't know what to do with my curly hair. So I tried to style it like all my friends who had straight hair. And that is comical looking back. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I've destroyed most of the pictures of this really terrible haircut I had one summer that made going back to school absolutely, I dreaded going back to school because of this haircut. But again, I found a sense of acceptance with myself when I was on the field or the court. So it's no wonder that eventually I got my degree in exercise physiology and sports medicine. I think I was actually seeking the formula. It was at the point where I I wanted to know everything about how to transform the physical body because I wanted to transform my own. And so I learned every bone, every muscle, every Chemical reaction that happens to create elite performance. And eventually, I did get my six pack that I wanted and was really proud of my physique. And then something was still missing. And so, when it comes to the absolute miracle that our bodies are, I got my education and my expertise in this area because I was looking to crack the code. Hoping that looking a certain way on the outside would change how I felt about my body on the inside. And even when I had the six pack and was in the size jeans that I had always dreamed of, I still felt the same way inside. And that was angry at my body and frustrated and not good enough. The big thing that shifted for me and that I get so excited to teach about and, and help people embody is that when I started seeing my biofeedback as sacred clues, I was able to get curious. I was able to put down any frustration or judgments that I had about my body. And with that attitude, any weight fluctuations I had became mere signals rather than a number that defined my self-worth, which is what it had done for so long. When I would experience stress or anxiety, I would take the time to calm my central nervous system. So rather than feeling weak um, or not good enough when I would feel stress or anxiety, I would actually use tools like breath work or exercise, taking a nap, you know, whatever I needed to do to calm my central nervous system down. And from there, I could start asking questions. I had to make my body feel safe before I could get to the root Of what was causing this physical reaction. You know, I wish it had taken me so long to connect these dots, but ultimately my story is my story and my journey is my journey. And it's my hope that by sharing it with you, it can fast track your own. And this is especially in the energetic intelligence blueprint. When we look at the physical experience that we have, It's a form of information. If our body is not in a place of homeostasis, which means everything is in balance, our hormones are in balance, our muscles are stretched and limber, our bones are strong, all of the things are working together as they should be. If something gets out of balance, Our body, one of the most magical things it does is it tries everything in its power to get back to homeostasis so that it can operate at its highest potential. Sometimes this shows up like cravings. For example, sodium and potassium and magnesium are these different elements that keep our blood healthy and keep our muscles from cramping. So if all of a sudden I catch myself craving salty foods, I honor that instead of making myself wrong and worrying about high salt, I'm, I've learned to trust my body clues. Now, this doesn't mean that I necessarily chow down on a bag of chips every time I get a craving, but I get curious. What is that? If I'm craving something salty, what does that mean? Most likely. And if I look at my diet for the past couple of days, do I need more water? What do I need to reestablish homeostasis so that it doesn't turn into a spiral of the body being in survival mode, essentially, like if if we don't have enough calories, if we don't have enough hydration, if we don't have enough sleep, these basic things that I know you all know in your head. But when we look at what is the domino effect of a little tiny clue, if we just paid attention to that little tiny clue, then our body actually becomes a more powerful conduit to help us stay in touch with our energetic intelligence, you know, the emotional clues, the mental processes, relational feedback we make more empowered behavioral decisions and we're able to connect to our soul's purpose. Our body is just a conduit. And so if it's not in homeostasis, it can't deliver the signals to us in the most effective and reliable and honest way. It's kind of like if a light circuit isn't plugged in, then the light bulb can't turn on. So when our body is out of homeostasis, it goes into survival mode and our body cannot give us the clues about our higher purpose or about our life's path or about what's the best possible path here. It's just trying to get the light bulb plugged back in. Once we're in that homeostasis, once we recognize the power of calming our central nervous system and and using clues like, anxiety or nervousness or you know tense shoulders actually one of my kind of quirky clues is I notice if I'm not sleeping well and I I tend to it's a self-soothing technique I use where I rub my two the tops of my two feet together and if I notice myself doing that at night where I'm laying there halfway sleeping, but I notice it's a nervous tick. Yeah, I know it's a little, <laughs> it might sound a little strange, but when I notice this for me, That's a clue. I've learned how to biohack my body signals at this point. I know that's a clue. I need to do some relaxing exercise, whether it's a walk in nature or a yoga session. That for me is just a clue that my body needs to release some nervous energy, and then I start sleeping better. And so, when we can pay attention to what are the clues that we're out of balance, and then when we are in balance, now we're picking up on next level body clues, which are about, is this decision in alignment with you? Let's look at your relationships. Let's look at your business decisions. Let's look at your money situation. And we can do that when we enter into that with our body in a good place, we'll notice our body signals are going to be able to inform us about other areas of our life in a really powerful way. It's less likely that our body clues are telling us about anything other than our body if it's in survive, if it's in survival mode. <laughs> so we want to be really respecting our body for the, the incredible information it gives us. I'm hoping that as you're listening today, if you're noticing that your body clues are because it's a physical something out of balance, heal that. It gets really exciting when we heal that so that we can use it and tap into its higher potential of being able to give us clues about all the different areas of our life. I'll share one more story with you today about how this really transformed all the science You know, I geek out about the science terms and I could geek out about the science terms and all the chemical reactions and all of the interconnected ways that things work. I do love to do that. But for today, I think I'm going to share a story about how changing how I looked at my body clues is ultimately what changed my relationship with my body. And I had cellulite. I think the first time I noticed it on my thighs, I was maybe 11 or 12 years old. And I was so disgusted. I was like, ew, I'm fat. This is gross. I have to do everything I can to get rid of this. Or I definitely have to hide it. Like don't wear shorts. Again, except for when I was playing sports, I seemed to not care about my cellulite. (laughs) But when if I wasn't in an athletic situation, I felt so much shame and self-disgust. And It was probably in my mid 20s where I was training for figure competitions and I would have a few short windows of time where I wouldn't have any cellulite on my body, but it would always come back. You know, any of you who are aware of what happens in the fitness industry, especially around competitions, is that we're not really designed to maintain that stage physique really for more than just a few minutes. It's why there's so many components of timing your exercise and your diet and your hydration and all these things to look a certain way on stage. And that was eye-opening in itself to me because I had that ideal of what I would see in fitness magazines as what was what I was supposed to look like all the time. So, after I realized that it wasn't a 24/7 year round attainable physique. I th- I decided, I remember making a conscious decision that if it wasn't going to be the way I looked all the time, I did not want to live the lifestyle. To me it felt depriving. My approach to achieving those results definitely was I was in an attitude of deprivation and my plan was very restrictive. But I remember deciding I wanted to change my relationship with cellulite. And I had been having a particularly bad day looking at kind of like pinching at my thighs. And I was like, I don't want to feel gross if I'm going to have this on my thighs. Like I've already had it on my thighs for over a decade at that point. And I've spent most of the days hating my thighs because of that. I don't want to go through another decade or God forbid the rest of my life hating my legs every time I look at them. So what can I do differently? And again, that attitude of curiosity really served me. How can I make my body feel safe? It is not safe if every time my legs are seen that they are told they're ugly or attached to feelings of shame and disgust. That's not safe. So, I decided to just sit looking at my cellulite, trying not to judge it. And this idea popped in my head. I don't know where it came from. But it felt like a very inspired idea. And I just went with it. I was looking at each little cellulite bump, which again, at the time I had so little cellulite, I actually had to pinch my legs to be able to see it. But still, that was my relationship with my body at the time. And I started connecting each cellulite dimple to a memory. Like, for example, that time I had an ice cream sundae with my sister. I was like, yep. you know what? That ice cream sundae was worth a cellulite dimple. I'll keep it. Or that time that I had a TV day with my partner and didn't go to the gym. In my head, this was me trying to figure out a way to make the cellulite positive for me. And so I did this. And once I started connecting happy memories to each cellulite dimple, they started coming faster and easier. And all of a sudden it was that time that I laid on the beach and read a book instead of doing my second workout of the day. And whether these things actually caused my cellulite dimples or not was irrelevant. It was how it shifted my relationship with my body, cellulite and all. And I wouldn't have given up a single one of those memories to get rid of my cellulite. And you know what's the most wild thing is that as soon as I got to a place of self-acceptance, something about my legs was a real trigger point for me because also my least favorite body part was always my knees. For some reason I have such a strong athletic legs that I really, I really didn't like my knees. They weren't skinny and dainty. They were thick and muscly. And so this, between the cellulite and my knees, you know i really i really did a number on myself didn't wear shorts for years and to wrap this story up for you and hopefully leave you with an exercise you can try whether it's cellulite or your knees or a different body part if you can get to a place of being curious and allow it to lead to gratitude what i found from going through this process was that wow, my legs get me from A to B. There are people that don't have that luxury. And I do. And my legs are strong and powerful, and they can jump and run. And they're still a little bit soft, thanks to that cellulite. (laughs) And it just shifted it from there. It spiraled out. And I started falling more and more in love with everything my body did for me, everything I had survived. My body had been there for physical injuries and healed it afterwards. My body had been there in the most traumatic situations. And yes, my heartbeat would race and it would be giving me clues that this is not safe. This is not good. This is not okay, And it would get me out of dangerous situations or it would instigate to fight back. My body has been an incredible partner in my life so far. And when I made that shift, ironically enough, I don't know if I actually had less cellulite or I just saw it differently or if I didn't look at it as often, but I I felt pretty much zero bother by my cellulite. I've had weight fluctuations up and down since then for lots of reasons. But again, now when I see that weight shift or I feel it, you know, I don't actually weigh myself that often anymore. But when I do, notice how my clothes fit a little differently. To me, it's just feedback and I'm like, "Oh, thank you body for letting me know if I'm fe- if if I'm feeling a little heavier. I now know that it could be so many different reasons, but I get curious and I look at them and whatever I find, I choose to have gratitude for my body giving me that that feedback. So I hope this feels like a very encouraging introduction to all of the more scientific reasons behind why, you know, we can get to those things, but it really is important to respect How much information our body is giving us all the time. And once we're in that place, we can start to decode it. We can start to decipher what does this information mean for me? And it's such a unique and personal thing because your body, you know, no one else has your fingerprints, no one else has the beautiful physical makeup that makes you you. I hope today's episode really resonates with allowing you to have a better relationship with your body. And ultimately leads to partnering with your body to help you reach your highest potential and activate your energetic intelligence in this way. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review. And remember, it's great to have someone tell you what worked for them, but it's better to have someone show you what will work for you. Until next time, I believe in you.